Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about Cobra Kai, cartoons, and we have part two of our interview with Robert Peter Paul from the Art of Kindness podcast. Welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by two men. That's a good enough introduction. No. Is that it? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm drummer, just two men, basically. <laughs> two blokes have rocked up today, um, and me. And um, so I'm joined by Chris Dames, um, my wonderful father, and Russell Dames, our esteemed editor. Producer. I thought he was an editor when it comes to newspapers and a producer when it comes to podcasts. I think it's editor and producer when it comes oh, to podcasts. I, I, I think I call myself editor in chief. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you. I thought your new title was supreme ruler of the universe, right? No, I, I think that's why I listed it under on my uh, editor in chief on my LinkedIn bio. Yeah. <laughs> So you just picked your own job title yeah, as editor in chief. I mean, kind of, it yeah. works well. I, I mean, you're not running the Sky News Corporation, yeah. Editor in chief. Well, it might as well be the Sky News Corporation. I bet they don't get hundred thousand watches of their of their live streams or whatever they are. They probably do, but I'll I'll let you I don't have. Think they do. <laughs> Bear in mind, Liverpool don't buy the sun anymore, so... Yeah, exactly. I'll let you have editor-in-chief for us. Um, I am joined by uh, uh, the editor-in-chief of the Kindness Project <laughs> podcast and uh, the rose in between the two forms of the podcast, Chris Dames, and one of, <laughs> and one of the thorns, Charlotte Dames. How are you doing? Ouch. <laughs> Or did you just prick yourself on the phone? <laughs> so, so esteemed master ruler in the universe. Uh, so esteemed master ruler in the universe. Um, uh, what should we talk about today? Yeah, chief boss on the table. Yeah, come on, boss man. Tell us what to do. Boss man. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. oh God, it's gonna look powerful. I think we should run the headlines. And <laughs> well, that's, a that's what, what too, too late for that. Chief has already got out on the shop floor. So, sorry, boss man. You that, that naked, naked picture you uh, <laughs> you sent one of your employees. We've already written about it. <laughs> I'd rather semi naked than naked. Oh, okay. What's <laughs> partially? Let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. Anyway, welcome to the Kindness Project, ladies and gents. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good week so far. We have had an absolute... You know what? I mean, we recorded last week's podcast in the first week of 2022, like the first working week of 2022. And I've got to be honest, I don't think it had the usual enthusiasm of a Kindness Project podcast. Because I think we, Charlotte and I, were just warming up into 2022. But the, today, I'm feeling it. I am feeling 2022. Are you? Yep. Um, so I am I am loving the way 2022 is going. And that started yesterday. 
when I watched West Ham beat Leeds 2-0 in the Cup. Well, that's, that, that's one of the rare occasions they win, so I can see why you're... Uh, Listen, mate, we didn't, we, didn't go, we didn't go 1-0 down to some Northern Fishing Village, did we, like Tottenham? Northern Fishing hey? Village. Morecambe. Morecambe. Morecambe are practically Premier League, mate. Are they Premier League, Russ? I reckon they will be next season. All right, okay, fair enough, whatever. Anyway. How many years have we been doing this now, then? Uh, we've been doing this for what feels like 47 years. What episode are we on? Shouldn't 200. Sorry? Shouldn't you ask the editor-in-chief? Editor-in-chief. How long have we been doing I this, boss, man? throwing it to the room. Coming up to four years. Coming up to four so years. So what episode are we on? What episode? 210. We've gone past four years, then. No. We must have done. Something we have. 52 weeks times, times by two four. is 104. Yeah. Times by two. 208. Oh, so we've gone by. What? A, what? <laughs> Sorry, Edda, will you call yourself an editor in chief when you don't know how long the podcast has been? You don't even know where our anniversary is. I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to say, Henry Chief. You've shattered my illusion about you being in oh, charge of the essential okay. podcast. All I know is I answered the phone back in 2018 and I wish <laughs> I hadn't. <laughs> uh, I, I got asked to share a bedroom with somebody 40 years ago and I wish I hadn't. Lucky <laughs> 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 I didn't share a womb. I would have kicked her out first. Um, anyway, let's talk about. Uh, the question of the podcast. <laughs> called, it is called Brotherly uh, Love. Is it love? It, it's like a sort of... Banner. I think, huh? Banner. Brotherly banter, that's it. That's it. Well, that's well actually, in our other jobs, we are... Because we've got a weird situation, Russ and I. Oh, well, we have, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's clearly the bus. I'm... I'm situation and you're weird. Um, with, with, <laughs> I, I'm the because um, even though Russ is clearly editor in chief uh, of the podcast, we love you, I, Russ. And we're just the talent. Uh, that's I'm saying that advisedly. Um, we're, just our, we're just putting our party out. So um, <laughs> I've, got a, um, I've got a wristband on my head. Well, uh, I'm putting my party out because um, it's 2022. Too. I'm celebrating like it's 1999. Um, uh, but weirdly, in our other jobs, I'm the boss, right? And apparently, what kind of boss am I, Russ? Well, uh, I'm fire. You're the boss of one of the jobs, but we're like equals on the other one. Oh, right, like okay. freeway, we're like freeway buses, me, you, and Cassie. So <laughs> I don't see how right. that works that you're the boss there. Well, I'm the boss of Savella, aren't I? You're the boss of Savella, but not Hadrian means business. We're freeway buses. Freeway buses. Oh, he's, he's, he's kind of a bit of power. Yeah, well, I'm like here. Yeah, freeway it's... bus there, and then your bus at the other job I do. Right, okay, fair I, enough. I like, so I what, like to what, think what, I make a, a positive contribution to this project. What, what yeah. kind of boss did you say I was? Oh, thank you. In, in the job... In the job where I'm the actual boss, not a freeway boss or an underboss or whatever it is, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the mafia now. Um, what kind of boss did you say I was earlier on today? The boss's boss. <laughs> I can't remember. 
he called me an unconscionable boss. Oh, unconscionable. And I had to Google it. Yeah. I had to Google it. And apparently, it's, um, I, I forgot what the definition is, but it's not good. On that, <laughs> on that note, and while I Google unconscionable, can you tell our listeners uh, and our uh, editor in chief, who can't count, um, uh, uh, what the um, what the ways they can get in touch with us are. are. Okay, um, so uh, happy late anniversary, everyone. Um, just putting it out there, and you can get in touch with us to uh, either answer our questions or celebrate this anniversary with us on Twitter at Ola Kindness, on Facebook at the Kindness Project. No, nope, the Kindness Project. Full, straight, and simple. Um, if you want to find our website, it's www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. If you want to email us to call, give us a little celebration that we've been going for four years, that's four years. Four years. Four years. This one, is one going. more, and it'll been half of the deck. Half, half a decade. Yeah. One more, and it'll be in half a decade. Um. So if you want to email us, it's ola at the kindness project dot co UK. Um, That's what Daleks could look like if you're having a party. It's, um, it's uh, a- yes, and the question of the podcast. By the way, the de- dictionary definition of uh, unconscionable is not right or reasonable. Maybe it's the second definition. Or unreasonably excessive. Now, what I'd like to understand... Too much sometimes. Unreasonably excessive. Am I not right or reasonable? Am I unreasonably excessive? Or am I all three? Let me just clarify with you what I meant. No, not right, not reasonable. Unreasonably excessive. Let me just clarify what I meant by that. You are over the top most of the time. Mm -hmm. You bring too much energy. I bring too much energy to the room. Come on. You won't wait to come all that. I should go to spending and half my life's gone spending it here. <laughs> That's unreasonable. You still haven't changed your curtains. I haven't. I took them anyway. down and watched them the other way. Anyway, the, today's question, and I'd like I'd like to get the uh the esteemed editor-in-chief and the thorn. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like their response to this particular one. Um, what is your TV pleasure? Now, I know what mine is. It is the legendary, and I've been told when we've asked this question online that actually this shouldn't be a guilty pleasure, but for me it is Cobra Kai. Russ, have you seen Cobra Kai? I haven't. <gasps> I'll tell you what my kill with pleasure is, son. Go on, then. Naked attraction. <gasps> no. Late at night, if I'm up and I can't sleep, I watch that naked attraction. It is baffling, absolutely baffling. And the episodes you watch, Russ? Well, it reminds me of a dream I once had. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, would Not- I go in there? <laughs> Would you go on Naked Attraction? Would you go Russ? I regularly say to Kenny. I mean, you need, to be, you need to be attracting a mate, and you are you have got a partner, right? But I regularly say to Kenny, if I don't you, would I find you on Naked Attraction next week? <laughs> and what did she and say? She said no. Would you go on Naked Attraction? No. <laughs> Was yeah, there, I was the Zoom experience where you came on, on without your job an enough? TV show, then I might consider it. But <laughs> so when when it comes to going on stuff half naked, you only do that on Zoom, right? Yeah, only on Zoom. 
Only, only in Paul and me and Joe involved in. Yeah, exactly, clearly. And 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 Naked Attraction is one of those that would definitely have me switching off immediately. Well, I just I, I I for me, I I don't get the attraction of no, Naked I Attraction. I don't. That's what the battling thing is. <laughs> How many you watched? I watched all our series. <laughs> So, right, all it takes is watching one to go, this is baffling. You never got to watch 10 episodes to go, this I'm is bizarre. Just fascinated by it. Yeah, you watch it and go, why are these people doing this to themselves? Yeah, why? Why? Why are you showing your bits and bobs to Britain? I don't know. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no I, I, I don't know. If, if you look if, at some people who have been, why would you go on telly looking for a mate? Why, why not go down the pub and find a... Yeah, but you, uh, no, you could say that about anything. I mean, I know couples who've met on the web and are fantastically happy. We, we know um, what your guilty pleasure is, and it's not Cobra Kai. What is it? It's that Married at First Sight or whatever. No, that's the other one. Married at First Sight Australia. Love now, it. Married at First Sight is not better than Naked Attraction. No, it is, because people haven't got their bits and bobs out on it. And, and, there is, and, and this is why it's better, right? This is why it's better. And this is why it's so addictive, right? They pretend it's about a genuine interest in people finding their lifelong partner. And actually, it just turns into a cat fight between everybody. Um, and the problem is you they drag you in with this, like, because I don't like drama TV as a rule, but they drag you in by sharing enough of the the nicey like, nicey nice stuff, and then then you, you get hooked on the drama and go, oh, I'm going to watch it because of that. So yeah, Married at First Sight Australian Cobra Kai, nothing where people get their bits and bobs out on the telly. I, about I us, got all right? quite hooked on on Below oh, Decks when I was wearing your ass. Below Decks. Yeah, you know the is that the is that the late night version of like attraction? No, no, Nation no. attraction below decks. No, no, it's about the no. people and they they That's like the people that work on the yachts, the private yachts. No, I've I've seen it. I've seen it. I, <laughs> I, I think, funny enough, my and your dad love love uh, dad dad. You, you could have just said our dad. Our dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and your dad, they're the same person. Loves <laughs> a bit of below decks. Yep. What's your um uh guilty pleasure? Kids cartoons. Kids cartoons, what ones? Um, there's just something about them. They're just. I mean, when that, I saw Russell, be, that can't be a kill with pleasure. I shed a tear when they took Banamori off CBeebies, you know. <laughs> I was so upset. You can get it on YouTube, Russ, if you have a look. Yeah, or or I'm, I'm sure you can get Banamori still on the iPad. Um, I um, call myself well enough that I've not every day tuned in and found out what PC Drum done. I mean, like his bicycle's got to get up, Brent. At sorry, some point, mate. PC Plum's there on Naked Attraction. Is there a PC? He's showing off his PC Plum. He's showing off his PC Plum's. I see a documentary the other week, and that's an actual island where the houses are the same colour. Yes, it is. And I. I can't remember the name of it right now. So if you are no PC plum, love. if if you are no, it's a naked attraction. <laughs> PC bum. Um, uh, 
But yeah, it's called uh, Come to Me. I wanted to say the Island Mole, but I don't, I don't think that's rolly, right. Rolly, I can't rolly remember what um, But weirdly, I mean, you talk about kids' TV and Naked Attraction. Kids TV. I think that if Russell went on Naked Attraction, he'd look a bit like Zippy. Um, <laughs> anyway, brotherly love. Brotherly, brotherly um, bats. bats. That's what we're doing. On that note, my friends, let us know what your um, favourite um, uh, guilty pleasure is, okay? What show do you watch on telly that you think is like, I love it, but I sort of feel a bit bad? Like, you pitched my party out. <laughs> I've just realised, I took it off and put it down, and then you're suddenly you're wearing it. You pinch everything. <laughs> You've got half me clothes in your wardrobe. You pinch me pie. Yeah? I can't believe it. Um, and uh, we Kids look forward to getting to it. Kids, do it ever, mate. Well, the weird thing is, Russ, she's not a child anymore, which is a bit scary. <laughs> and on that, on that note, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of kindness news. Kindness um, news. Oh, sorry, do you want to do the trailer? No, I'm done now. And I'm going to talk about a uh, Nottingham police officers who pays paid for homeless boys' presents. And this is a, a Christmas story. I know we're in the new year, but we're still sharing the good things that happen over Christmas. A homeless boy has been bought presents by officers. If you turned up at a police station, we'd only have been back. Nottinghamshire police said the 12-year-old, 20-year-old, wouldn't be a kid then, wouldn't it? Said the 12-year-old went to Nottingham's Radford Road Station a few weeks before Christmas. After he was placed with a foster family, officers gathered £130 in cash and other donations to make sure he had gifts at Christmas. Officers said the case had really stuck with the team and colleagues from across the falls had helped. The boy who spent a few hours with officers at the station a few weeks ago, was presented with writ, uh, wrapped gifts shortly before Christmas Day. He was given a selection of presents, including a football kit, golf patting set, a jumper and toiletries. PC Megan Bernard said, as officers, it's sometimes very easy to forget about an incident as we have to move on so quickly on to the next. And sometimes that's the only way we can cope with what we see and deal with. But this case has really struck her with a lot of officers, and especially myself after hearing his heartbreaking story. It's amazing to see officers coming together and raising all that money so we can make him smile and give him things he both needed and wanted. You know what? I think the festive period is a time of genuine kindness. Uh, the, the fact that we help each other, support each other, um, and certainly we did our bit uh, over Christmas because we did a bit of fundraising with our local round table, raised a bit of money for them. Uh, and thank you. If you are in the Hornchurch area, thank you to the generous people of Hornchurch because you donated about six grand to uh, an amazing cause and we're going to be giving that money out to local charities over the course of the uh, 2022 so thank you on behalf of our local round table you are absolute legends but also we um did a, a give a child a, a christmas appeal at a local radio station and i think if you've been lucky enough to you know 
be lucky and you know not have to worry about that sort of thing you should be able to help what do you reckon yeah i definitely agree that um just uh giving back to the community is a very important thing that we should do even if <laughs> yeah <laughs> even if yeah i lost um, i lost the plot sorry um but yeah so so i i'm really proud that we uh that that we got to do that so thank you for that and what i want to do is move on to the interview uh the interview is part two of um the legend that was is is was and is Robert Peterpool. He's from the Art of Kindness podcast uh, that's part of the um, uh, uh, Broadway uh, podcast network. Why are you poking me? No, you're getting it right. All right, okay. That's fine. Thank you. I'm I'm glad. Thanks for the tap of validation. I appreciate that. Um, A bit of a, just a bit of an all all round awesome dude. We really liked having a chat with him. Uh, Listen to the second part of the podcast. Interview. Interview. <laughs> right, oh, that's so, awesome. So, talk, talk to me. Right. So that that element of you know using using a platform for kindness. What have you learned from speaking to people about that? So many things. I think it's really cool to approach people's journeys from the kindness angle. So I like to talk about when you first were starting out and auditioning, if it's an actor or when you first started painting, whatever it is, I like to ask, were there any random acts of kindness that helped you sort of climb the ladder and keep going and people that inspired you? And I think it's just a, a very different kind of conversation. And people are so open and excited to talk about kindness and positivity, as I'm sure you guys know. So when you approach it from that angle, people immediately will say yes. And they're just a little bit more open hearted. So do they, do they find it unusual that you're taking it from that perspective, particularly given like sort of your, the questions you might ask in a normal celebrity interview? Yeah, I think that what is well, the first question I always ask is because I'll, I'll have my guest on and usually I'm, I'm a fan of the guest or a friend with them or whatever it is and I'll compliment them and then I'll say how are you at taking compliments because I think that's something hard for artists is to accept the love and the compliments coming their way okay and I think that opens up the doorway to, to asking them what kindness is. And those are, that's the question that I think, oddly enough, you know, it's such an obvious one, but it, it tends to surprise and stump people a little bit. I just had the opportunity to interview um, Kate Mara and Adam Scott, who are both actors, and they had a project they were promoting. And I only got them because I was going to focus on asking them about their project, which I did, but I also slipped in some kindness questions. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, were so yeah, yeah. taken aback. I was like, what does kindness mean to you? And Sort of like, oh man, that's a lot yeah, of pressure. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought we were here to talk about the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then you know it makes people smile, and I never try to approach it in a preachy way. I always yeah, we, they right. end up being really funny. Like your show, like a lot of the conversations ended up ended up being a lot of uh, laughs and yeah. things like that. So it does surprise people, but. I think once they give into it, it's, you know, people are in interviews, they're always waiting for that gotcha. And there is no gotcha on my podcast. So I think by the end, we're both, we're all just smiling. And well, I think, I think part of it is just starting from that 
sort of period of we're all on the same side, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like when we have that get us on, all we want to do is just help and support. And I think I think if you if you approach your guests that way, it's uh, yeah. I, but I, I, I agree. I do think you know probably celebrities wait for that gotcha moment to happen. Um, but mm. but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Help me understand. So. You talk about you've mentioned a couple of couple of times about sort of cancel culture in the US. How has that impacted you and and you know the people you speak to? Well, what do you think's happening in that space? And yeah, I'm actually so fascinated by cancel culture because yeah. I've noticed it before. There was even a term for it. I, I noticed we would have take Jennifer Lawrence for instance. We would have a really talented person enter the public eye that everybody loved. People were so obsessed with her when she first spotlighted to fame with the Hunger Games. And then the trajectory generally is like a roller coaster. They reach the top and then people love to see these people fall from grace. And then, you know, maybe they go back up again. So that was one example that I witnessed in real time. But now that there's a term for it, I think it's happening even faster. You know, there's less peaks and and valleys and it's more just like they'll drum up something from your past. People are looking to cancel people now. And I think it goes back to that negative mindset. And sometimes, you know, people do deserve to be canceled and their platform, they deserve to have it taken away so they can reflect and work on themselves. But a lot of the time, it's almost like I think we've got to be careful though, right? Censoring people for their opinion. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. You know, it's it's we can and I think like one of the things that we talk about in the podcast a lot is I think part of the challenge, particularly with social media culture, is there's no nuance of debate. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, have a conversation, disagree. Um, but still recognise that there's positive qualities in somebody you might disagree with, um, uh, and they are potentially the you know the accumulation of their upbringing, values, and, and stuff like that, and, and what they've learned. And it, yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think trial by yeah. social media often means that you know you, you it don't... becomes a bit of a gang ho on a yeah. single individual. Yeah, it? totally. Yeah. And social media is physically flat. You're looking at social media on your computer. You're looking at it on your phone. It's not 360. And yeah. people are 360. And and I think kindness is too. I don't I don't know about you guys. I think you probably would agree. But kindness to me is not when you're walking around smiling and doing wonderful things with people for people all the time. That would be great. But that's just not authentic. I think kindness is leading with authenticity and love and trying to be your best. But we can't always achieve that. So and then sometimes fading, right? You know, because we're human. Yeah, you know, it, it's we're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. people are expecting these people with platforms to be perfect. And yeah. so one word can be swapped in their tweet. And, you know, that all of a sudden the headline is so-and-so said this. And it's yeah. not even really the truth. So, I, I mean, yeah. for me as well, I think kindness is about giving people a chance. And I think yeah. a, lot of, a lot of what annoys me about cancel culture is it, it's just about saying, but you said this particular thing on this particular date. Well, just, you know, 
Let's reflect on this. We've all said things we regret. Can't we give that person the oh, opportunity yeah. to... You know yeah, what I mean? like sometimes it's like, oh, we found out you said this 20 years ago. I know. Yep. And you haven't changed. Well, we all you haven't changed. Have changed. <laughs> you took the thought actually directly out of my head. I was thinking 20 years ago too. I don't know why. We're in sync. Yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, so I mean, a lot of the stuff we say on the podcast in jest could be taken out of context, couldn't it? You know, it's just oh, yeah. one of those things where, yeah, so, so yeah, I, 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 I'm absolutely with you on that. Now we love a story on the Kaisers project. We we um, we ask people to share stories on the time uh, all the time, and uh, what we'd like you to do is share the fav- most favourite story you've heard from either one of your guests or just one uh, that you've heard about kindness. Ooh, that's a really cool question. I'll have to think about that for a second. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Okay, while I think about it, I need to hear the story of the bison in the room. <laughs> There's a bison. Is that a bison painting behind you? Oh, oh the cow! Oh, or is that a cow? It's a cow. It's a cow. Oh, it's, oh, it's a cow. cow. It's, yes. it's a, Sorry, I thought I thought that was an American interpretation of the elephant. In the you know what? I, I thought. <laughs> Listen, what, what's the bison in? The, what's the subject we can't talk about? The bison. I thought I was being smart, and it's not even a bison. It's a cow. So I actually was not yeah, being smart at all. Uh, so there's a there's a, a Scottish cow. artist called Stephen Brown. Uh, mm. And my my wife my wife's family's all from Scotland, um, who paints multicoloured cows, and we quite like his art. So we've got a one of his uh, uh, pictures up. Now the problem is Robert, and our podcast listeners can't, won't be able to see this, but he's got a pair of horns. Can you see the horns now? I, yes, I can. And the problem is, I've been sitting on Zoom calls through work. Um, and, oh. and in a position where it looks like I've got a pair of holes. Yep. Um, it's yeah, you've got to be really <laughs> careful about where you put the paint in. But yeah, it's uh, it's good. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It, is, it does quite <laughs> up the. Uh, uh, we've got quite a sort of. Um, I've got to be careful now because my wife's looking at me. I'm not insulting you, decorated. We've got quite a um, modern, modern, eclectic. modern, uh, eclectic. Oh, full of various things. Yeah. <laughs> Word of the day. We've, we've gone, okay, yeah, we'll add that into the list. Um, uh, but but the, the walls are painted grey, so they just have a bright, a bright image on the wall. There's loads of bright stuff good. in this house. There is loads of bright stuff. That's up. awesome. Were you, uh, were you talking about your hair? I love it. I'll show you the wand right now, so the pink's gone out of it. But. Yeah. So, tell us about your story. Well, the, okay, this is interesting because now that I know it's a cow, one that came to my mind is, this is an exclusive, no, it's not, but the episode hasn't been released yet. It's with a Broadway star I love who, she was in the show Matilda, I don't, maybe she, she was in it on the West End too. She was in Zora, I think, on the West End. She won an Olivier Award for it, so you might know her, Leslie Margarita. Okay. She's such an awesome person. Yeah, she's a really fun, fun person, and, and the episode's going to be great. But she grew up on a cattle ranch, which right. I did not know about. And we were talking about how people that tend to take care of animals it just are inherently a little bit kinder, it seems like. And so she used to put on shows with the cows. Literally, right. she put on musicals with the cows. Okay. Uh, they were either in them or they were her audience members. So that popped into my head. But I guess the specific... Yeah, that must have been really amusing. Are we... Uh, oh. Time for a dad joke? No, we'll oh, leave that one. Like we'll ignore it. that one. Um, uh, yeah. I'm not even a dad, and I, I tell dad, dad jokes <laughs> I... constantly. So, And... and, and, and... One of the interesting things when we are, we've been sort of doing the research on our guests is when we read about your podcast, 
Um, you talk about getting to the bottom of what kindness really means. Now, I've got to be frank. We've been doing this for four ne- four years now, Rob. But we're not at the bottom of what kindness. Oh means. yeah, you know that that pers- perception of kindness with different people and looking at different angles of this stuff means that you're always learning about what kindness means to different people. Mm. But what have you learned about kindness, and what does kindness mean to you? Wow. Well, I think it is getting to the bottom of kindness. It's a process. And I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom, but I do think at the bottom, there's got to be some love. And like I was saying before, and I guess the, the definitions we've gotten have been so different, which is really cool. But it seems to me at its core, kindness is using your time on this planet to make both your own life and someone else's life better. Love it. Love it. I Just don't engendering positive change, right? That's the big thing. You know, yes. Can you make the... I, I, I had, a, I had a, uh, a client of mine, actually, funny enough, who I was talking to, and his definition of kindness I loved, and I don't think I've shared it on the podcast before. <laughs> his defini- definition of kindness was, can I make the world a better place uh, when I leave it from when I came in? And I like Ooh, that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That sort of element of, you know, can I just have my own personal impact in terms of making the world better? It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There was something I wanted to mention as well. Go on, I will remember it. Oh, yes. In the description uh, for your podcast on the website, uh, there was something very specific. That I know it, it made me chuckle. Um, was about- it a spelling error? Because don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. I, I grammarly did. No, I didn't. Um, oh, good. Uh, you said something about throwing positivity around like confetti and it actually made me chuckle because we've got a poster up on the wall that says throw kindness around like confetti. Ah. And I was... <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I suppose the interesting thing is, you know, as, as you say, you know, one of the things that we talk about on the Kindness Project is being kind to yourself as well. And mm. one of the one of the phrases you mentioned is that toxic positivity, like pretending you're always good. Yeah. How do you how do you differentiate? Do you think what do you what do you see as that sort of um, sort of toxic positivity and, and just genuine, just having an optimistic worldview? Well, I think toxic positivity is when you ignore how you're actually feeling and we talk a lot about awareness on my show and so the awareness of how you and others are feeling is part of kindness so if you're just ignoring that you actually feel like crap and all this other stuff then you're not really being kind you're you're putting on an act and that's where i think maybe nice and a little bit phony and there there is something to you know not wallowing in in how you feel but if you don't recognize it you can't you can't give from an empty cup and you can't come from um an authentic place so i i think i think one of the things that i'm really glad of over the the past few years is just you know that conversation that conversation has developed uh, and in it, uh, I'd imagine it's the same where you are, certainly where we are, about the importance of me- looking after your own mental health yeah. and actually having more open, genuinely honest conversations about that. 
Um, I think yeah. you know being kind to yourself is important, and sometimes that's about recognizing, yeah. as you said, Robert, that the world isn't perfect, right? You know, you, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, sometimes we can uh, feel uh, feel feel love and and, and appreciate that. Oh, sorry, that's something I wanted to ask. It's not on the list of questions we have planned, but um, so over the lockdown, um, I feel like this podcast has really helped the both of us because obviously it was. Over lockdown, we did live streams. We got up every morning on time, yeah. live streamed. That's good fun. That was like really good fun. Four days a week yeah. or something. Actually, during lockdown one, that was a bit of a life side for me because yeah, yes, yes we were working and you were studying. That's what I'm saying. But having that, going on Facebook and just doing a live stream then people to, and, you and know, people were commenting we were just we were getting to talk to people we were actually having engaging conversations yeah, with people yeah so mm. we need to do more um, that's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that really helped the both of us during lockdown um, with our obviously keeping up with stuff but also our mental health so has your podcast helped you in any way during this difficult time that we're all going through 100 percent. i think that's cool you guys did that because a routine is also really important with Mm self-care and wellness and kindness and this podcast has been my total creative outlet i mean as an actor auditions were not happening yeah they've started to happen but it's even more competitive than ever to even get an audition and so having this podcast that i could just log on to my computer and talk to these people via zoom about positive things it never manages to turn my day around i mean i'm sure once we leave this zoom i'm going to be smiling and my day is going to be all the more positive so you know you know what's weird and thank you for your lovely email as well we really appreciate that Um, of course but one one of one of the things that we uh, we we always underestimate, I think, is the impact of like your work and and the work that we do on the podcast on the world. You know, we you know we very regularly get messages saying you know, during lockdown I was feeling rubbish and seeing you sort of you know, talk about did random words. Woman, or, did mm. Some woman come up to you after the lockdown was over and say, "Yeah, I was watching you every every morning." Yeah, and it was something I. Did no, as well. It was this weird thing where uh, she found the podcast and she went, "Yeah, you made my morning." I was like, "That's weird." I, uh, <laughs> That's I'm not, I'm not a celebrity, but I've got a soccer apparently. This is, this is this well, listen. That's why you do it too, right? Because when I get these messages on social media or wherever, it just makes me, it fills me with so much joy because that's why we're putting this out there is to make exactly. people feel happy. And exactly. You want you want to help where you can, and 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 if it, if it does make somebody uh, somebody's morning, particularly when they've had a bad day, uh, we can uh, we can help. So talk to me about next steps for the podcast. What have you got planned next? Yeah. So we are about I think six months out. We just started in July, okay. but we recently got signed by a podcast network, which is cool because they're helping us sort of amplify things and, and connect with people, which has been awesome. I think it's so podcasting is awesome because it's so random and there's not that many rules. So I'm thinking that with the new year coming, I'm going to end season one. I'm like, do I even need seasons? I don't know. And then we'll, we'll sort of relaunch with another season. Uh, or that's, you know, what I was told from a good publicity standpoint in, in the new year. And we, yeah, we just have so many cool guests coming from, you know, actors and writers and directors to drag queens, celebrity chefs, um, sort of everything under the arts 
umbrella. And so I'm and where just excited. Do you, where do you source your, Where do you get your guests? Where do you, Where do you do they hear about the podcast or do you have you got a network? How does it work? Yeah, it depends on the guests. Some people I know, so I'll just reach out to them. Yeah. A lot of the people are through publicists, and I've just built these different connections as an entertainment writer and reporter over the years. Sure. So yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. send me their clients or they'll have someone that's promoting something, which is always a little different because then you have to really focus on the project versus kindness questions. But it's all it's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your projects. Um, don't worry about that. We're talking about kindness now. Half hour later. And then and then and then talk to me about the ultimate goal. What do you want the podcast to be? Well, the ultimate goal is to get Dolly Parton on the podcast, honestly. Oh. <laughs> We're going to get there first. This is a competition no. now. Competition time. Maybe we can do a special a special trio episode, right? And hashtag Parton on the podcast. It's going yes. it to happen. If you like her, there's Rush, a great... Rush, you need, to, you need to email Dolly Parton's publicist, all right? Ah. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I did, I did email her manager. And here's the thing. You know someone's a class act and that they're big for a reason if they get back to you right away. Because I found that the really amazing people like Dolly Parton, her manager, emailed me back right away and said, you know, she's not doing press right now. She sends her love. Yeah. I don't even know what what was really going on. But, it's but actually to respond and do it in a yes. really polite way is cool. I like yes. that. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a goal. But, you know, yeah. the obvious goal is to just she, make people... She did a podcast with... I don't know if you've listened to it. She did a, I, I like... Because I I'm a podcast fan as well as a podcaster. She did Same. Brené Brown's podcast. Yes. Um, that was amazing. She was so good on that. Yeah. That was she, a great episode. Yeah, yeah. She, she was she was, she was was very good. So the ultimate goal is Dolly Parton. And, and Robert, <laughs> that wasn't my ultimate goal. Weirdly, it is now. <laughs> oh no it's a great no, goal to, honestly we need, we need to pick somebody else don't we, <laughs> we need to pick somebody else maybe Bernard Cribbins would be oh, a good one I love Bernard that. Cribbins would be an amazing one we love, we love a bit of Bernard um, and yeah. tell, us, tell us a little you, I'm sorry we're just again having a conversation between ourselves what, do you know Bernard Cribbins <laughs> and is? the cow <laughs> yeah, I, know, the I do the know cow. the name I do know the name Oh, right. oh, we we will send you a link. Okay, send me a link. <laughs> okay. he's been in, he, he was in Doctor Who for. for they a while. also did music and just. But he's been around yes. as like a bit of a British icon since the fifties. Um, okay, so he's quite old now. Um, but he's a bit he's a bit he's a bit of a he's a bit of a British legend. And that was the second part of the podcast slash interview. Um, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation with Robert and definitely Jack X podcast. Yes. Um, what did you think, Robert? I think it was it was really cool, like chatting to him, and he was just like he had all these interesting stories about um, the stuff he's done, and just like, but he he was still really like happy to talk to us. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Sorry, why, why, why wouldn't he say? Why, why I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting a nod to the chief. Oh, first man, first man's nodding. First man's nodding. Oh, I reckon he'd get emails from people that don't want to talk to us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that he did, yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, on that note, let's answer last week's question of the podcast. And last week's question of the podcast was, what's your oh. favourite family tradition? Oh. Um, what? You missed a bit. Go on then. You missed a step there, champ. Go on then. Go on then. <laughs> You're boss, man. I'm champ. What are you? Thorn on everyone's <laughs> side. No, you're not. You're amazing. Tis the 
another podcast but the end is never really the end because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new and as my father has said it is last week's question of the podcast. We are doing the answers for that. And what is your favourite family tradition? And um, we've got a few answers on this one. Not not one of our most popular questions. And I know that we've got a few that are uh, particularly popular. What's your favourite family tradition? Steve Van just said funerals. You've always got to have a funeral. Um, there's no avoiding that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yes, funerals are a family tradition, but more of a necessity, to be honest, Steve. Um, Roberta White said kitchen parties at Christmas. I love that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Stacey Keen said board game fun of Christmas dinner. Always, uh, always great fun. And then loads of family barbecues in the summer. That's brilliant. Emma, Emma Tangy said pizza and movie night on a Friday. That's a family tradition. And Chris Budd said my mum always does something accidentally inappropriate during charades on Christmas Day. This year, for <laughs> this year, her mind for in had us in stitches. stitches. Taking her home, I told her why we were laughing. She said, I know. She'd been playing us all along. Now, my my mum and, and our mum, Russ, again, let me rephrase it. My mum and your mum, um, our mum, uh, used to do that with um, or every single board game we played, wasn't it? Particularly when we introduced a 68-year-old woman to Cards Against Humanity. Um, uh, some, something that I'll always remember. But, yeah, and that, uh, on that particular note, talking about a 68-year-old year old woman playing Cards Against Humanity, <laughs> we are going to say goodbye and see you next time on The Kindness Project. Toodles. Bye. Bye. Bye.